Welcome to the Mum Mind podcast, or how to stop your mother falling out of your mouth. This week's episode is brought to you by SurePlan Financial. SurePlan Financial advise business owners and employees on all aspects of their financial planning, from protecting your income to helping you with savings and investment goals such as saving for your children's education or achieving your dream retirement. Plus, and they haven't told me to say this, but it is run by women, which personally I find a lot less intimidating than men in suits. Just saying. For more information or to book a free initial consultation, visit sureplan.ie. Sureplan Financial Limited, trading as Sureplan Financial, is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Always wanted to say that. Hello, I'm Bethan O'Riordan. I'm a psychotherapist. I'm a mum of three and I run the online parenting community, the Cam Parenting Club. Each week, Steph and I... Oh, was I supposed to take a pause there? No, it's okay. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> oh, Each week, Steph and I answer one of your parenting questions and come up with practical solutions, sharing our 40 years experience working with children and families. Hence the grey hair. Yeah. Oh, just uh, We must be getting older is what that means. Um, if you want us to answer one of your questions, email us themummind at gmail.com. And I'm Steph McSherry. I am the creator of Kindrama, uh, which is a creative, kind of um, active community online and also crushes. And uh, <laughs> you can tell how tired I am. I don't even know what I do for a living anymore. I know, In I school, know. online, I'm a mum of three. We've been here for a, a good good while. And uh... <laughs> Steph, you're a mum of two. You're not a mum of Did three. Did I say mum of three? Oh, yeah. Maybe I was including my husband. Or <laughs> the cats. The cats. It's okay. <laughs> you can tell at this time of year, I just feel as you're coming up to the summer holidays, I feel everybody's really tired. The kids are tired. The teachers are tired. I'm definitely tired. Are you tired? Um, 100%. Yes. Yes. I mean, like, so I guess we know each other a little bit, of course, outside of recording the podcast. And I know a little bit of what your life has been like, Steph. And, you know, it's obviously we're allowed privacy, but, you know, summarize your last few weeks, if you can, oh. in a word, a sentence, a sound or a facial expression. <laughs> <laughs> Just that sound really. Oh, yeah. It's look, it's been thoroughly yeah. enjoyable, but it's been really hectic. We've had a family wedding. My mum kindly fell for like an online scam with money and thankfully managed to get hold of me just in time to stop it. But it that created its own stress and fallout within the family. It's uh, we go on holiday on Friday, which is lovely, but I've done nothing for it. You know, normal prep, not not a swimsuit bought for anyone that kind of thing um, and then you've got all the end of term stuff and for me that's kind of wrapping up my normal classes trying to sell new classes for September but also then running summer camps and getting that organized and making sure all the venues are okay the staff's okay you know that people are booked that they're okay people have lots of questions and that's all fine but it just makes for a very 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 busy time <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's it. And so for that reason, there's going to be a couple more of our podcast in this yep. series. This is series one. No, it's not. It's and... season. It's series two. Oh, it's season, <laughs> season two, is series it? two. It is. Yeah. Oh, we, God, we took right. one I mean, break there before. We go. Yeah. Yes, yeah. we did. We yes. did. So this is I mean, so this is why we clearly need a break, because I mean, everything we do on this podcast is to share as much of our personal experience as we feel safe without uh, without jeopardizing our family's privacy. There's mm. so much out there around that people overshare, in my opinion. Um, 
but also like we would be terrible parenting experts if we didn't put ourselves first you know and it's yeah. Steph does all the editing I do the social media stuff like it is the two of us yeah and so we have to portion out our mental and physical time appropriately and I think we may come back in the summer with like a, a bonus episode if we're yeah can't stand the sight of our kids and we'll do keep and hide somewhere yeah exactly we might say we need to go away <laughs> for the day um do keep your emails and messages coming in because they always help us create this kind of amazing content and anytime anyone reaches out to us and says look we're really struggling with this then we do an episode on it and we don't have to say your name or we might ask to get your name you know your permission to share your name but every time it's to help you guys basically mm-hmm. yeah and if you are stuck on something go back Go back to the episodes and see if you can get clarity there, mm. you know, because there's so, so many tips. So this week, yep. this week's question was from one of our listeners, a mom called Audrey. I'm just going to read out a little bit. And it's really funny because so she said, oh, I feel like this is a really rambly one, but yet I haven't given you enough detail. And I always say, well, it's fine. Steph and I have been there ourselves. Mm. We get it. But I also feel it's great because it really summarizes how complex this stuff is. Yeah. You know, it's really hard to, to put in an email, well, this is happening and this, it's not like, you know, it's not a simple thing. Mm. So the three-year-old is starting preschool. There's a 15-month age gap between her and the next child below. Um. The three-year-old finds new places tricky. She can say things like, I want to go home. I've got a sore bum. I've got sore teeth. Um, she is, she, she finds, the child finds it really difficult going to like play groups and she can, um, after she's warmed up, she has a really good time and she generally is not that interested in her sibling. Is that a good summary, do you think? Yeah, yeah. And that, I think that age gap is more or less exactly what was the age gap between my two. Oh, no, slightly That's what more. what I wondered as well, but I can't even, I don't even like uh, yeah, to think I about it. Yeah, I can do the maths. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't think any three-year-old takes to their sibling very well, do they? You know, I don't think, I don't think, I think we want them to be, oh, I've got a little baby brother, a little baby sister. Like the first thing that my daughter did when I brought my son home from the hospital was wee in his carry cot. <laughs> like literally <laughs> go over and wee in his carry cot. It's like, oh, there's a, a message. Talent, really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like a real, hmm. <laughs> this yeah. is how I feel about it. Um, I'm imagining the dogs putting their scents everywhere, you know, it's yeah. like a real like. <laughs> yeah, that's my mum. That's my mum. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a tricky time. I think it's a tricky time for a lot of parents dealing with this transition into preschool or preschool into big school. And it's always the question of are they ready? Yeah, I mean, so I think we'll probably end up with the how can I prepare her for school? I've got 10 weeks to do it because I know you shared some really good tips before. I don't know if mm. you remember them. I do. Probably not. So we'll go over them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it is this kind of issue ready. And honestly, the answer is from my perspective, as a professional working with families is well maybe you don't know and it's Mm. okay not to know you know you try and you see how you go yeah yeah and if she's three she has probably spent an awful lot more time at home with you because of the pandemic than perhaps would have happened before I was actually talking to a lady that runs a Nina this morning and she was saying exactly that these transitions have become much more difficult 
because of the pandemic and that is either from preschool to big school or going into preschool because these kids didn't have that kind of practice that they would have normally got just from everyday life yeah yeah but I do feel so there was a really interesting bit that Audrey put in her email when she said you know my child will want to sit on me when we go to a play group and she'll mm. sit and cuddle and she'll, this is me kind of interpreting a little bit. She'll look around, she's taking everything in. Mm. And then the mom said, she'll go away and play for a bit and then she'll come back and need loads of reassurance. And then mm. she'll go and then she'll come back. Well, in attachment theory, that is attachment. Attachment is the process of going away and coming back. It's not like this kind of, it is like a little bit of an invisible thing that happens. But the process of creating um, a secure, positive attachment is the practice of the going away and the practice of the coming back. And that's I think that's brain... sometimes been misinterpreted as being attached all the time. Yeah, that's different. Yeah. That's a yeah. whole different thing. You know, so the fact that your daughter, Audrey, is in this kind of playgroup environment, she's going away, then she's coming back. That's totally normal. Yeah, that's a she's really, practicing really normal yeah that's really normal but the other thing that's really important to say and I was speaking about this in the CAM parenting club today because a parent asked around what to do with my child when they're really upset and they might cry for like an hour and a half and they're three as well um and again it's around this kind of um secure attachment thing but secure attachment comes from when you can have moments of utter delight with your child right? It's those moments of pure joy. And if you can share in moments of delight. So those are the things that will really, really, really help your child to be, um, to develop and grow their confidence, leaving you. And people get all confused and over explain things to children and creating a positive attachment is attachment is mostly how you be with your child. Yeah, That's it's not it. the explanation. Like you've explained to us many times that there's there's no logical brain functioning in a three-year-old. They, they no. go by how they feel. They completely live in that moment. So no matter how much yeah. you talk to them about going to school, it's kind of really not, not going to sink in. But the more you yeah. practice going away, coming back, and that can be a friend calling in for a coffee and you saying I'm just going to go and stand outside the back door for 10 minutes and then I'm going to come yeah. back in because I need to practice this and yeah, the, pra 100%. The, pra the practical stuff I think comes naturally and I think I see it on both sides because a lot of the time when you are if you are dropping your child at crash or preschool or Ninra and, and they're really really upset and I see the mums going away and I know that feeling. You just feel horrendous. You think, oh God, what am I doing? I can guarantee 99% of the time that child has stopped crying within five minutes and is playing with someone. But it's so yeah. hard because you don't get to see that. And yet yeah, you are left with that feeling. But hopefully somebody will be reassuring you and sending you a message kind of 10, 15 minutes later saying they're fine they're fine yeah and don't forget the normal emotion of missing somebody is to be sad yeah so it is really normal stuff you know like if you and Audrey I'm not saying you are doing this but if any parents don't let their child be sad 
then they're never experiencing the safety of big emotions. And there's another piece that you said about, you know, kind of, and again, this is me summarizing about finding places tricky. So walking into the play group and she is just wanting to be up and wants to be in and she comes up with all the, I want to go, I've got a sore bum, I've got a sore tooth, I might get sick. I might, you know, all these Mm. real kind of like red herrings that's yeah. what they are they're yeah. a bit of a red herring but if you can go down through all the subtext and just say I know you find new places a bit tricky or I know I know being here feels a little bit much mm. don't overcomplicate things we don't have to you know build a thesis for our child just say I know being here feels a bit much and you say but I'm here to help you yeah I'm, I'm staying here with you I'm here to help yeah. You know, because I'm imagining she's your daughter, she's toddling away, then she goes in and you can feel her body tensing up as you walk in there, mm. you know, and it's because, you know, she's she's a really young child developing her feelings and sensations or emotions and say, OK, well, you're doing that. I'm here with you. Yeah. And it might be good if she's then, if she gets engaged, say I'm picturing the playground, say she's engaged with whatever activity she's doing and you're kind of away from her. Every now and then it's worth going over and just even just, you know, a tap on the a rub on the shoulder, you know, a rub on the back of the head. It's a I'm here. You carry on mm. rather than having to have her come back to you every time to find you. Sometimes it's mm. good to go and meet them where they are and kind of say, yeah, you're doing really well. I'm still here. Not vocalizing that, but just the rub on the back kind of says, you know, good stuff. You keep on going. And, and yeah. then go back to where you were sitting, just giving them that extra reassurance all the time. Yeah, but also don't do that as a crazy mom. And I mean that in a nice way, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you know, we can go over and kind of rub on the head and be like, oh, well done, you're doing very oh, well no, no, there. No, and, no, no, just know, the rub on the head. To, yeah, like you have to go over as like a real confident authority of like, yeah, I don't. I don't mind what my kid does. I don't care what they do. I'm just going to help them. And that includes if they're whacking someone over the head with a doll or yeah. <laughs> whatever whatever they're doing in play school. Yeah. You know, that you go over and you're like, wow, great. You know, I'm over here. Yeah. yeah. You know, so and it's that's the to- it. It's the tone of things that's really important. This is what I was talking about in the camp parenting club. So I won't talk about too much here. Um, but it's about how you raise the tone of what's going on between you and your child and for your child as well. And that can be even more difficult if you're finding it difficult. And I'm in this mum's email, I remember one of the sentences really rang true for me. And she said, I kind of feel like I need her to go to preschool. And I felt that and I knew that feeling because it's very overwhelming when you've got a toddler that you're trying to keep busy and trying to mind a little baby that's just starting to move around and get into the world. I think that's a real tricky juggle. So, you know, if if you need it, then work towards it and just, and see, you know, and that's, if she's starting preschool, that means she's got two years of preschool because the ECC Mm. scheme is now two years. That's, you know, that's loads of time. And it might be, you know, maybe you start off with three days a week. You know, maybe you build up to the five, take your time. It doesn't have to be a, right, now you're in for five days. But the practice part is key because I think, too often as parents we shy away from it because it's difficult or it doesn't go well the first time we do it so we don't do it again and then the next time we're doing it we're dropping them off to preschool Mm. that's not going to go well that's going to that's going to be really tough on everybody 
um, you know, the crash workers included. So the more you can practice and like even just little things like having the little lunchbox for your lunch every day, you know, getting them to unzip the lunchbox you know, that they're going to have, that they have this lunchbox at home as well. So they're practicing taking out their snack or doing up their water bottle, all those kind of things. That's the practical mm. stuff that you can, you know, get them in, used to at home. Yeah, yeah. And I think the thing is, don't forget, oh, I always say this, there's a video on YouTube, I'll try and find it. YouTube's a murky world, isn't it? It's very hard to find something. Um, there's a great video showing how kind children are mm. and how, you know, like really innately kind. They yeah. don't have to think like, oh, I'll say this nice thing because then you'll like me because they're not yeah. that sophisticated. No. As Steph said, they're totally in their bodies. Mm. So there is a part of them that is naturally really, really kind and wants to care for people and wants to care about people and wants to be cared for. So I'm thinking of the little sibling I would just say nothing about trying to, I see parents all the time trying to promote this connectedness, like the baby got you a gift and, you know, and, 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 you know, your child, your, your eldest will want to get on with their youngest, but just don't talk about it. Don't, and, you know, yeah. people say, oh, I, they want, I want to get them to help. So I ask them to get the nappy and get the wipes and do this and oh, leave them alone. Maybe they don't want to. Yeah. You I don't know? think that connection comes until they can share activities really. You know, they might have the odd cuddle, the odd kind of bedtime story together, that kind of thing, or cuddle up on the couch all together. But until they're sharing yeah. activities, I think it's very hard to kind of force, not force, but try and create that bond yourself. Yeah, and I think probably the bond is there anyway. It's just yeah. that there's these big behaviours that are overriding it. Yes. You know, because the baby's there. The baby's born of the DNA, I think, of their sibling. And even if they're not born of the DNA of the sibling, maybe it was, a, I don't know, through a surrogate or mm. an adoption or these other miracle ways that babies come into families. It's still within the family system. That child is still within the family unit. So if you can, don't follow your daughter's behavior as a red herring if they're showing like, I don't care about that person over mm. there or they want to hit them or they want to like safety first, of course. Yeah. But um, the toddler just wants their mum back at the end of the day. So they see the baby is stealing the mum's time. That's all. Mm -hmm. So if you, if that's why, you know, if you need to just, just the rub on the back or sometimes even now with my son, I might just, you know, hold his forearm and give him a little gentle squeeze. And it's just the, I'm here. Yeah. I'm still here. It's, yeah. you know, without the words, it's fine. Yeah. And, and I think you see, once we can get into this, non-communic non-verbal communication way of talking with our children well then we're really on to something yeah you know because then you're really connected with how they feel how they think but I'm imagining this mom because I remember this I had two kids on three kids under three and a half so I know that feeling of like I just need this kid to get to preschool now yeah so I would really simplify things really really simplify things like practice being in a different room Mm. okay just practice being where your daughter's at emotionally like if this is where she's at this is where she's at yeah you know it sounds like she's doing the you know she's going she's coming back she's going she's coming back that's all great stuff when you walk in somewhere and she's clung to you then you don't have to talk her through it or try and persuade her or try and you just say I know this feels a lot right now 
and just be with her and totally love her through it. Yeah. And see how naturally her defenses come down and she naturally will open up and unfold to new experiences. But I would say from my perspective, there's the practical bits with the box and the bottles. But if you can try and have moments of pure delight with her, okay, these are the things that underpin positive attachment. So what are the things that she loves doing? Is it splashing with water? Is it playing with dollies? Is it playing with cars? Is it building a den? I don't know. And I know you're under pressure, but if you can do five minutes of that a day, two yeah. minutes of it a day, that is what will build the best positive attachment here so that she can then disconnect and reattach and come back to you again in preschool. Yeah. And that's a good idea, kind of practicing it in rooms of the house. You know, if you've got baby set up in one room, rolling around safely and toddler set up in the other room that you can then kind of almost be in the hallway between the two rooms and just keep an eye rather than being there all the time yeah and I like I know this is the grind of parenting as well you know it's like the other thing to say right that this isn't easy it's really yeah. flipping hard to be in two places at once to meeting two other people's needs and looking after yourself but this is the grind this is how tough it is this and that is bit doesn't go away like my kids are nine and eleven and even last night my husband was somewhere else and all I could hear was mom da 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 mom da 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 and like by the end of it you're like Jesus could you just stop for a second please yeah. stop calling me I don't have that capacity right now so I don't think that changes really yeah 100% but and it's really really important part of parenting to know and to understand I mean I know me in my life I'm always trying to refine what I do outside of my time I'm seeing the kids so I am available to them when yes. I'm with them yeah you know whether it's slowing down you know I've just taken a week off in the camp parenting club so that for my headspace yeah I've got the availability that everybody needs around me yeah and that there isn't like a hierarchy it's like I can give myself in the way I want to to what needs to be done rather than the kids getting the dregs of me at the end of the day because mm. I don't want that for myself and that's a personal choice you know but that's when my kids were three or when they were how was this when, when there was a when they were small that is a lot harder to do yeah you know and and that's just a fact which is why I mean supporting yourself Audrey is so important because this kind of being in demand in this way mm. this is the grind of it you know? but I do think you can still carve out those little pockets and they might not yeah. be the same as you would imagine it's like you always say it doesn't have to be a spa break it doesn't have to be a this that and the other it can be a really nice podcast in your ears as mm. you're cleaning the bottles doing the washing up whatever and it can also be if you need to do a 10 minute meditation, there's loads of 10 minute meditations out there. You can lie on the floor in the room where your kids are safe and mummy's just doing a 10 minute meditation. Now they might crawl all over you. But if you can yeah. take your head somewhere else, mm. just think then you come back really refreshed. And I know, I know it's easier said than done. Somebody might puke on you a little bit. <laughs> halfway through, you're like, oh. A bodily function will appear on you. Yes. Yeah. Kinderama is a multi-activity programme for younger kids. We love to try a bit of everything. Dance, drama, music, yoga, gymnastics, sports and mindfulness all delivered in imaginative classes with original songs, stories, costumes, props and puppets. Kinderama is available in school, 
in creche or online. Check out kinderama.com for more info. But this is it, because here's the thing, like, you know, I work with teenagers a lot. My eldest is a, a preteen, but very much really hormonal. So, and I see it so much with the families I work with, with the teenagers, where the parents have taken a step back a little bit and it all has started to go a bit wrong. Everything can be tweaked and changed. Mm. But I say like, well, where, where are your, sometimes I say to the teenagers, why are you telling me this? Of course you can tell me, but why don't you just tell your mom? It's real day-to-day stuff. And say, well, mom goes for a walk. She comes home from work at six and she goes for a walk for an hour till seven and then she cooks dinner. And then, you know, my dad Mm. does this, this, this. There's so much to be said for being available. And Audrey, this is what you are. You're being available. You're seeking help. You're thinking, holy smokes, being available is exhausting and I'm overwhelmed by it. And this is it. You know, you're not not meant to be overwhelmed by it. This is motherhood. Yeah. This is it. Yeah. Put on your seatbelt. <laughs> yeah. You know. And I th- I think by the sounds of your daughter, I think um, you know, I don't think there's a right or a wrong time for your child to go to to preschool. Yeah. I think you know your own child. And by the sounds of it, I think she's well able. She just needs that little bit of practice and that little bit of reassurance. And yeah, the practice of different room, maybe the odd play date or, you know, Nana, if someone's available like that, that you can just say, I'm literally going to kind of go for half an hour and be back again. It's just the practice of this, that and the other. Yeah, I I think you'll be fine. Yeah. And I do think as well, like there's the like I've got three kids, Steph, you've got two kids and all of my kids are different. And I, Mm. I mean, I think your two kids are very different as well. Mm. So there's something about the acceptance of our kids, right? That, you know, that they are who they are. And your daughter, your daughter, sorry, my mum would kill me for Mm. dropping my tea then, your daughter. Um, (laughs) She, um, this is who she is. She finds it tricky at the moment to do X, Y, and Z. And it's almost like we stand over that as a proud mother. Yep you know because this is this is who she is and and we don't want to force her to change we just want to support her gently to grow and develop oh and, and that's, that's a lovely phrase say that again support her gently to grow and develop well this is where my daughter's at right now yeah and things change you know yeah. all the stuff my kids struggled with when they were that age they don't struggle with any of that stuff now No, because they've grown, they've developed, their brain has developed, they understand, they've got more life experience, Mm. their mother has got better at parenting. Mm. So things have changed, right? These things are tricky. They're new. They're going to be tricky. And the tricky thing with the eldest is this. Every single day, they will help you do the very first time you've ever done that with a child. Because your child is three and, I don't know, say three and two months. Well, she'll be three, two months and one day tomorrow. Mm. Three, two months and two days. So every day with the eldest, you're experiencing the new thing. And that's hard for everybody. And you do you know? think parents can make a too big a deal of things? Can parents be the kind of, all oh, starting big school? And I'm I'm thinking of kind of other parents as well or grandparents. 100%. Or she's starting preschool. Oh, you can't behave like that because you're starting big school. That yeah. builds pressure, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, 100%. And, yeah. and this continues. I mean, we have to really look at, can we really accept our children mm. for who they are without having to get them 
to change. I mean, children naturally change and adapt and learn to conform to the rules and the systems that are in place in a preschool. Yeah. You know, and the ones that don't, well, we give them a little bit of extra help so they do get it eventually. Yeah. You know, and that's that. And if your daughter does struggle going to preschool, we'll come back and we'll help you. They'll help. The preschool will help. We'll help. You'll help. It's not the end of the world. All kids need help with stuff at different times no kid just segues through life not needing support and help as do the parents so when that happens you just seek help and help is on its way and that's it yeah you know brilliant well I hope that helps I hope that helps for anyone with little ones starting school or preschool yeah and you know I was thinking over the summer maybe we come back to this again Mm. you know maybe like middle of August or something yeah because that's when things get real, don't they? The nerves and the... Yeah. And it else. is an emotional, it is a change. It's a big change in, in in the schedule of the family kind of thing. So it it is the first kind of big step, but it it's just a change. Yeah. You soon get used to it and move on to the next thing and the next thing yeah. and the next thing. It's ever yeah. evolving, right? Yeah. And Audrey, enjoy those few hours with you and your second child. Yeah. Right? have a snooze (laughs) have a flipping snooze that's it don't be doing any cleaning or housework no have a snooze okay we will talk to you on the next one see you next week bye if you'd like to become a calmer parent and are looking for answers to help your child then join my online parenting community the cam parenting club and get the answers that you're looking for to be the parent and person that you'd like to be Go to my website, bethanoreardon.com, and I'll see you inside soon.